All right, guys, growing your wellness business doesn't have to mean working around the clock and feeling exhausted. So welcome to the Healthy Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Feldman, and I have been in your shoes. I've been in the wellness space for over nine years, and I know what it feels like to feel overwhelmed. I took my wellness business from 13K that first year and feeling fried and exhausted to over six figures. Now I'm a business coach for health and wellness professionals just like you, and I create done-for-you content and programs to help you save time and money so you can spend more time nailing down your niche, understanding your buyer avatar, attracting your ideal client, and building your business from the ground up the right way. So sit down and let's get started. Hey guys, I'm extremely excited for this episode. I've asked my good friend, Samantha, also known as Sam, to come and be a guest. She is that all around kind of woman that you need in your back pocket. She not only runs a thriving wellness business, but she also supports health and wellness coaches in her, it's your mentorship program, correct? Correct, yes. So guys, stay tuned because this episode, we are diving into the exact steps that Sam took to build her six-figure wellness coaching practice. So if you have not already said, I'm going to grab a green juice, I'm going to listen, just get <laughs> on with that. <laughs> All right, Sam, can you introduce yourself to everyone? Absolutely. Well, thanks so much for having me here. We were talking before we started recording that. We've known each other for so many years, but How this many is like- years is it? It's oh my gotta God. be like eight. Sorry. I was gonna say it's got to be eight because I started really in the online space about eight years ago and learned about you and your done for you programs and all of that. So we've connected online for a long time, but this is the first time we're yeah. on video, like truly, I feel like connecting. So they actually meeting face to face. Yes, totally. So oh, that's so awesome. I can't believe that that amount of time has gone by. <laughs> so I'm so thankful to be here and connect with you and your audience. For those of you who aren't familiar with me, my name is Samantha Gladish. I am a online nutritionist, a hormone nutritionist. So we specialize and I say we, cause I have a team of coaches and amazing people behind the scenes specifically focus on women's health and hormones. And then also on the flip side, I am a business coach and mentor. So I work with practitioners inside our mentorship program. I wear many hats as I'm sure you do in your business <laughs> and can dive into all of those. Well, I think we could go in so many different directions. We could talk marketing and list building and all that, but I yes. really think the juicy details is like, what did you do? Because I think of the coach who's either brand new or they've been doing this and they're not making money. Yes. It's like, what is that missing ingredient? I would love to hear what were some of the steps that you took when you came into this online space? Absolutely. So just to bring it back a little bit, I could definitely relate to so many people with this, like spinning your wheels and feeling like you're not getting any traction. I totally get that. I spent many years doing that. And I went from like job to job to job and got fired twice. <laughs> and I basically had $4,000 in my bank account and had to really bank on myself. And I knew I didn't want to be in these jobs working for somebody else. And I had this massive light bulb moment go off when 
I was working one of my corporate jobs and I wanted to go away. Well, my, my now husband, he was my boyfriend at the time. He was surprising me with a trip to New York for my birthday. And I had to lie to my boss about taking that time off and asking for that time off. And it felt so shitty. Like it felt terrible to have to lie and then almost like get this permission that I could take four days off. And that was a huge light bulb for me that I was like, something really needs to shift here. So I started to dive into learning online marketing. And I started actually just going to different events and business events and just planting my feet in that world and starting to understand what it means to actually market myself because I realized I was spending so much time, energy, and money investing in all these nutrition courses and getting all these fancy initials after my name, thinking that that was going to be the thing to grow my business. But what I was actually missing was the marketing piece and learning how to put myself out there and sell and build an online business and build an email list and do lead generation. I've now invested over, you know, well over $150,000 in working with coaches and going through programs and all of that. And I had to really put my ass on the line. Essentially, I had to show up and bank on myself. There was no plan B and fully commit to this process and learn. I You don't know what you don't know. And so I just had to get really honest with myself about learning these pieces so that I can grow and build this business that I truly desired. Well, I love that you're saying that because it's something that I think more coaches need to do. It's like you need to come in and you need to learn it. And part of that learning is by doing it, making a mistake, failing, and then figuring out like what is actually the best process for this because that didn't really work. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. There was so many failures and I don't even see them as failures. It's, It's all feedback. And I think there is especially in the space right now, in the coaching space, I feel like there's a lot of misleading information around constantly growing and constantly scaling. And every year should just be more and more and more. And people are burning out. Like we are mentally exhausted. There is some serious cognitive fatigue that's going on right now. Nervous system issues. Totally. And I think that Yes, I'm all for the growth. I'm all for reaching new goals and revenue goals and all of that 100%. But we also have to recognize that there's maintenance. We have to know that we can maintain where we are in order to actually get to that next level. And I think a lot of us are skipping that and we just want to keep going and going and going and more and more. And like, when is it ever enough? Right? So the, the chasing well, think, of more I think becomes so hard to stop. Pages when you're building, it feels so overwhelming. Yes. It's overwhelming. There's all these different moving pieces. You're like, I have to build my list. I have to have visibility. I have to you know, be the face of my business. And I have to do this all while I'm feeling a lack of confidence. Of course. <laughs> of course. It is such a it's a mind fuck. Let's face it. it really what would is. you say was the thing? I mean, it's interesting. You have a story similar. Like I, there was not an option B. There was not a plan B. And I right. think when you're in those kind of situations, you do have to make it work. Yeah. But I think that you can also 
transition from like a nine to five <laughs> transition. You don't have to go all out like saying, totally, <laughs> totally. Um, what would you say was that initial piece of mindset and confidence that you needed to embrace to be able to start your business? Yeah. I mean, there's multiple things. So number one, the consistency of just recognizing that I have to show up every day, sharing content, creating content, being visible, connecting with people, and knowing that it's not going to be this immediate payoff Yeah, that I'm really here because I want to build something long-term. This is going to be a legacy of mine. And so this isn't just like, oh, I'm giving myself a year. And if this doesn't work out, well, I guess on to the next thing. Right. This is the forever thing for me. And so I'm very clear on that. And so this what it was really about recognizing and getting into the headspace that I'm building this momentum and that takes time. I have to build community. I have to build connection and I have to be visible and I have to be consistent. And it's in doing that, that's where the confidence comes. So yeah. I think we have this idea where we could just like sit back and we overthink everything and overanalyze everything. And we think if we just like think through all the things, that's where the confidence is going to come or we're going to find it. And it doesn't work that that's way. Usually where we fall into the worst burnout because we are doing that. And we're yes. just waiting for that day to show up. When you started your online business, did you know your niche clearly? What were your first lead magnets? Like, how did you start building? Yeah, great question. So it was a bit messy. I started my business not really having exact clarity on my niche. I just knew I needed to do something. I was procrastinating for so long. So I knew I wanted to work with women that I knew, but specifically in what capacity, I wasn't super clear. So at first it was a bit generalized, just kind of helping women with health. And so I had launched my very first lead magnet, which was a 10 day detox that I had wrote and just, you know, something I had done in my own life and quickly put that together. And so I launched that and put that out there into the world. And sure enough, like this many years later, we still use that lead magnet because it converts very, very well. well and it's such and a great program. High value. I mean, you're yes. giving such high value for a freebie, especially yeah. if you're leading them into a longer program. Yes, absolutely. So that 10 day detox was just women loved it. And so that was, that initially helped me to build my email list. And from there, I got a handful of clients and some of those weren't just from my email list. They were referrals and whatnot, but I do remember those first few clients because it was so general, somebody coming to you just saying like, Oh, I want to get healthy. It was hard. It's so hard to work with somebody who wants to get healthy because there's no real, like, end goal, right? We're, like there's sure some symptoms and things we're looking to address, but as a practitioner, it was really hard to support people in that process. So as I started to work with women and, you know, just work on general health, that's when I started to realize like this, this is not like fully landing for me as a practitioner. I feel like I don't have a real methodology that I'm bringing people through. And so as I started to learn more about honing in on a signature program and 
you know, creating more of a system for clients. Then I really started to sit back and think about, well, what was my own journey and experience and what do I feel really confident talking about? Well, I had my own issues with the birth control pill and my period and my cycle. So I feel really excited to support women in that same area. So that's when I started to kind of narrow in and niche down a little bit. And I was calling myself like the period fixer upper. (laughs) And so that's kind of when I really started to narrow down. And that's really what brought me so much more traction because when you position yourself as an expert and you really narrow down, you bring yourself more of the right, more of the right clients and, and leads, right? So then it made more sense working with these women, taking them through more of a system to support their hormones and their cycle and get them understanding their cycle and their hormones and coming off the pill and a protocol for that. And and then that led into women coming to me with PCOS. And then that started to you know expand and then PCOS and thyroid issues. And then there was always these hormonal imbalances with an underlying weight gain issue. And then I expanded into doing weight loss. So it just started to naturally progress as my community was growing. And as those women were asking for support and it, it getting the data for my community, that's so important. And listening to what women really wanted, it helped me to really focus on those next few steps and what I wanted to grow. That makes sense. Yeah. Oh, it makes complete sense. I mean, I love how it how it happened organically, but it also happened because you were showing up and doing that market research and listening totally. to those clients coming to you and seeing what people were coming to with the different issues. Absolutely. When you started list building. Did you start a Facebook group? Where did where was your primary source? Yeah. So at this time, there was no Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> and there was Facebook, which there I actually, no <laughs> yeah, there was no TikTok. So I, I mean, there was Twitter and I was using Twitter, but that wasn't really like a lead yeah. generating, you know, platform for me. So I did have a Facebook group and I, you know, I was just posting such a random information in there. <laughs> I really was. It was so random and all over the place. And, but I did have a group where I was able to bring, you know, a community together and post in there and share content. So got some clients from there. Yes. But majority of it was from my email list. And then from there, as you start getting more clients, you start to build this amazing referral network. So I was getting a ton of referrals and that led to me having to have a wait list in place. And then when you see that you are, you know, really at this capacity, that's when it's time to really reassess in terms of charging more, you know, raising your rates. Yeah. So I definitely had Facebook. And then at some point, Instagram came along. (laughs) Yep. So to get to that six figure mark, I'm assuming that you charged, you charged accordingly to what you felt your signature program was worth, because for you to be able to make that I know I struggled. I have complete money issues. I work on them still. And I was undercharging. I think I was charging $197 a month. Yeah. (laughs) Well, more than what I charged at first, because I remember bringing on a client for three months, and I think I charged them like $250. My God. Yeah. My God. And so how fast did that turn around where you were like- quickly. (laughs) Very quickly. 
And, you know, just a note on like the, the pricing and selling and all of that. I think there's so much value in undercharging because it allows you to truly recognize and see the time and the energy and the output that really yeah. goes into working with the client. So it's easy for me as somebody's business coach to say, listen, you should go out there and be charging $2,500 for this. But for somebody who's brand new, like number one, that's going to feel super uncomfortable when they don't have the experience under their belt. That's easy for me to say that and kind of throw them into the fire to do that. But I actually really want them to go through the process of undercharging because that's where you're going to start to see the value of what it is you're really doing and the value of your time. This isn't just about getting on a call with somebody all the time and the hours and the effort that goes in behind the scenes. And so speaking of confidence and this, you know, sort of knowing your worth, although you can never charge what you're worth because you're worth, <laughs> you know, beyond the moon and the stars, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so the just undercharging is really going to allow you to recognize the value that you yeah. are really offering. And that's, what's going to allow you to build your confidence, confidence in yourself as a coach, in your programs and your offerings to then be like, wow, this is worth so much more. And then you start to work your way up. So that's really what happened with me. I was undercharging, realized, oh my God, this is crazy. I'm never going to, uh, I'm never going to have time freedom or flexibility or hit numbers that I really want to hit. And I'm going to be stressed out over Absolutely. Absolutely. This was just so much time and energy. And so of course those, those, part, those prices went up. And then as I started to streamline more of a package in terms of not just working with people one-off, here's a one-hour call, book in a 30-minute follow-up. That's really hard to scale a business that way. And we know we can't solve somebody's health issues in a one-hour call. So as I started to create more structure with, you know, a three-month minimum commitment, I can't remember exactly pricing, but I do know at one point I was charging my general fee was about 1500 for a three-month program, which over time went up to 3000 Right. When you talk about building, because I think email list is really important. I hear yes. people are like, you can build on social. You can, you know, just go on Instagram. And I'm always like, that did not work for me. Right. I, did, I had a plethora of freebies that I, that I used as really test lead magnets yes. to see what people were interested in. As you started to add more programs, do you have a specific freebie that addresses like each of those pain points? What would you suggest for that coach who's like, okay, I have my signature program, but like I, I'm not getting the people into my list that I really need to get in? Yeah. So, you know, a framework that has always worked really well for me was webinars and webinars can be used as a lead magnet. They're great because they help you to build your email list. But at the end of that webinar, you have the opportunity to pitch your programs and sell. So webinars were really great for me. We obviously teach our students the, you know, an entire framework to really launch their coaching programs. And those are great because you're live on video. People get to see you, hear you, connect with you in such a more powerful way. And that was really helpful for me. And 
webinars are just a great way stand out compared to other people who are, I mean, I think that still to this day, it's like, if you can get in front of video, yes, you're, you're so much further ahead of somebody else and nobody knows how to do it perfectly in the beginning. You have to same thing. You have to go, you have to practice. Totally. Oh my God. The amount of anxiety and overwhelm (laughs) I see from our students when I'm like, okay, it's time for you to create your webinar. They procrastinate, procrastinate on it big time. It's just because they're nervous. And really when it comes to webinars, I think what's happening is coaches feel like they need to put everything into a webinar or they need to teach like all of the things. And that's not what your webinar is about. There really is a system to it. But more than that, it's about teaching in your zone of genius. So when you start to teach outside of that, that's when you start to feel really uncomfortable because you feel like you have to know everything, but you actually don't. Just focus on like one main thing and teach about that. The thing that comes so easily to you and naturally to you, you're just there. What what I always used to say to myself is like, I'm just here speaking to a girlfriend who really needs to hear yeah. the support and advice and get some education and just feel like somebody is actually hearing them and listening to them. And so that's how I think about it with sales calls, with webinars. It's so easy to overthink these things. And it's really easy to overthink them when you haven't done them. Right. So once you actually go through it, that's the other thing that I always hear is like, wow, that was actually a much easier process than I thought. Right. <laughs> and it's like, yes, I knew that's you true. would say that, but it's, you know, you have to go through it's it. It's getting to, to out of the fear out. monger. Yes. Like, you've got to say to that, like fearful, you know, it's like the fearful inner child who's like, you know, trying to protect you and like, don't do this. You might mess up, you know, let's, let's preserve this. Let's not get into uncomfortable zone, but it's like, just got to put it to the side, have your workshop there, go over those slides, practice it before you do that webinar, like a bunch of different times. Yes. You're actually really prepped. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a big thing with procrastination, because I see it all the time, and especially with webinars, having to be live on any sort of video platform always freaks people out. But with procrastination, often we are avoiding things because it's going to bring up certain feelings, like you were saying, the inner child, right? And so we will often avoid doing something like a webinar because showing up means it's going to trigger feelings of not being good enough or not knowing enough. And so we end up not doing these things because of the emotion we're trying to avoid. And so if we could really just tap into that and and really recognize that that's just all real, it's false. It's just your fear talking. It's just your ego talking. And we spend so much time in our heads that I'm always telling my students, like, get out of your head and get into your heart because you're here to serve and you're here to show up. This is what you love to do. Like, let's show that and share that with the world. It's so true. I feel like when you lead with the heart, it's just, it's like the words get put in your mouth. But when you're trying to come up so strategically to everything, totally step into too much of that masculine flow. Yes. And it just doesn't work. Yep. 100%. I can totally relate. (laughs) So let's talk about your lead magnets for a second. Did you do Facebook ads from the beginning? How have you built organically? Like what, what did you see that really worked for you? 
Yeah. So it's been a bit of both. So I've had multiple lead magnets. You were very helpful in that process too, with your (laughs) done for you programs. They were great. Got many of them. And then of course spent time like revamping them and, you know, making them kind of my own, but man, they're huge time savers. And so I, I had multiple lead magnets you know, meal plans, sugar detoxes, PMS guides, the 10-day detox, all sorts of things. And so those were great. And then I would just share those organically on social media, but I definitely did run ads, didn't run ads to necessarily all of them, but the ones that were seen to get the most conversions and interest, then there was definitely money going behind those. And so I did start pretty early with Facebook ads, at that time, the ad game was very different. Yes. And (laughs) yeah, it was very different. I could run them myself. It was an easy platform to navigate. It was not very costly. I could literally spend like $30 a month. It was, it was very, very different. And so it was easy for me to, to just do that. And I still run ads to this day. And but I also focus on a lot of organic as well. So it's really the best of both. The reason I focus on ads is because I do not want to be on social media all day long, every day. I want this running for me in the back end so that I can actually take care of myself and enjoy my life, which is why I've built this business so I can have freedom and flexibility with my schedule. So What's really important to know when we are, like you mentioned it earlier with social media and, you know, like posting all the time and the visibility and showing up and just being consistent with that. If you, if you are seeing people online saying to you that you can sell in your DMs and you don't need an email list, you can just sell through Instagram. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Yes. Right. Like, here's the thing. There is truth to that. 100%. If that is the business model that you want, by all means, you could go on social media and spend six to eight hours a day. Because if you ask these coaches, and I know many of them, and they are fully transparent with me, they are literally spending six to eight hours a day on social media, in their direct messages, all the strategy, three to four videos a day, it is nonstop. And I personally don't want that business model. So that's why I run ads. I love that. And I love that you're that I love that you're talking about that balanced with like what you so desire in your business and your life. Yes. Yeah. Because I think in the last three years, I don't know if it was just COVID that pushed everyone over the edge, but I feel like everyone after that is like, I'm burned out, yeah. stressed, don't want to live the same life. Like I feel like a lot of people took that time to kind of reevaluate what was important and that whole social media and like hustle attitude of me yes. on there has definitely like gone away. Totally. 100%. Where are your favorite places to promote organic traffic? So I am on Instagram. I love it there because I'm a very visual person. So the reason I got on Instagram was because I'm a foodie and I love to cook and bake. So seeing other people's food photos (laughs) is what drew me to the platform. So that's where I started. And that's where I just continue to put my energy. I focused on one platform and put all of my eggs in that one basket. And that's why it took off for me. 
And now I'm spending a bit more time maybe trying to grow TikTok, but like, it's just, I'm not on there very often. Yeah, <laughs> the not, consistency is, is not consistent. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> I, I really am not with that. But Instagram, yes. So I do spend time on Instagram. And, you know, I would say to anybody when it comes to your social media platforms, like pick one and at the very most two. So for me, it was my Facebook group and it was Instagram. And that, and, you know, I don't really put much energy into my Facebook group now. It really is just Instagram. And then, well, I guess my email list, I guess you could say. You have an incoming flux of clients, your health clients. Where, where are they finding you? That would be, oh, my, also my podcast. Yes. So I started my podcast in 2018. So a lot of people. Back in the day. Yes. Back (laughs) in the day. So I had a lot of people find me through there, which they still do. I don't do personal one-to-one coaching anymore. I haven't for over two years now. So I do have coaches that people can work with one-to-one. I do have a program that I show up in, but that essentially is the only way that you can work with me inside the Naturally Nourished program that I that I run. But Instagram and my podcast is really the two biggest sort of referral platforms. When you, when you were seeing clients... Because I see, you know, we talked about that one signature program, but I see you have other offerings. When did you know that it was the right time to add in other offerings? Yeah. So I actually started, so I had a coaching program. It wasn't, like I said, at first it was a bit messy and not super, you know, niche down. So I had that, but I was actually launching a lot of like mini programs and I mean, looking back, I was just doing that because that's what I thought I needed to do. And I felt like I always needed to have something new and out there. And I did too much of that. I feel like I just ended up taking my focus away from really focusing on growing one thing. So I finally transitioned that and did focus on the one thing. And that's what really helped me to scale beyond six figures and you know into multiple six figures was just really focusing on that coaching program and scaling that. And then because I had this real system in place and consistent clients and the recurring income and all of that, it allowed me that freedom and flexibility to start exploring other options to create other programs. So it was really just about listening to my community. What is it that they're asking me about? And also with my coaching clients, what are the things I'm constantly repeating, constantly going over that I can take and turn into a smaller, lower barrier program to help others who perhaps aren't ready to join me in a higher end coaching capacity? Yeah. I love that. I love that. Tell me a little about your mentorship, because I feel like this is something that I know so many coaches desire to have like a framework. Yes. Um, What are some of the biggest challenges that you find your students have? Yeah. So, you know, one of the biggest things that I always hear from our students when they're curious about the mentorship and getting support, I always hear this comment and that is, I've been posting on social media, but I'm not getting any clients. And it's the thing I hear consistently. And then when I ask about, do you have a sales system in place? Do you understand lead generation? Do you, are you building an email list? They don't have any of that. And so what I'm finding is people are actually skipping over these foundational steps in their business and just going straight to social media, posting random content, 
telling people to reach out and they're getting crickets posting essentially. A pro, posting a pro, I the one that yes. I can't stand when I see that when somebody says new program and it's just it's just the collage of a program and it's like message me to start now. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely, and. It's not to say that that will never work or that can't work for you. But when you have visibility, I mean, I think even yes. when I think about top people in the industry, they still do their marketing and their pre-marketing. Yes. I mean, they still do everything on the core fundamentals of marketing and building a list and nurturing your list. And absolutely. Yeah. For visibility. Yes, absolutely. So it's it's so important to build a foundation and people are skipping over that. So a lot of coaches don't understand what it means to do lead generation and have a lead generating funnel and system yeah. that is built and automated and set up for you. They don't understand how to put in a sales process in place and really streamline that onboarding process with their clients, but also how they're attracting those clients. They are really unclear about their messaging and who they're speaking to. And there's just no strategy behind what they're doing. So it basically feels like they're throwing spaghetti at the wall and just pushing this boulder up a hill. And I say this from experience because I did it myself and I know how important it is to put those steps in place because that's what's actually going to leverage your time so that when you have automated systems in place, you can actually now put your energy into the visibility and into connecting and actually marketing yourself. And then when you know how to get those leads, how to clearly communicate to them and nurture them and actually put them through a sales process, that's your business. It's totally, it becomes streamlined. It becomes this foundation for scalability. And I think that just a lot of people are skipping over it because- Well, we've been brainwashed into this idea that social media is where it's at. Just post, you're going to get clients, put all your energy there. And, you know, building a business is hard and it takes time and it takes that grit and that effort and don't skip the fundamentals. Don't skip it because then it becomes even harder. You skip those fundamentals and you just keep spinning your wheels forever and ever and ever and just go back to those fundamentals and get them in place. So that's really what we're building with our students. It's like, I always say, the moment you're unclear, it's like, go back to the basics. What do you want to be known for? What is my niche? Who is my ideal client avatar? Do I have three different personas? Right. Are they? (laughs) What are their biggest struggles? You know, what do they desire? And I think the biggie is that I see a lot of coaches missing. It's like, but what's the reason she's going to buy? Yeah. And I think that can be something that you really discussed today in narrowing down and listening to the very things that your potential clients were asking you to have. Absolutely. You know, it's so important to listen and we just get caught up in our head thinking, oh, I'm going to do this thing. I'm going to create this. I'll, I'll do this over here. And I mean, of course, I want you to create stuff that you're excited about, that you're passionate about 100%, but take that and combine it with what your community is saying, what they're asking, really take into account their problems and their issues and their pain points. What are the things that's keeping them up at night? Like mesh those things together. And then that's where you find the sweet spot. 
And I think we even said this earlier, it's like really speak from your heart. Totally. That's where it's like, I hear so many coaches are like, well, I don't know what to say. It's like, what did you want to say to the world when you first became a coach? Mm -hmm. It's like going back to that original, like what's our why, what do we actually want to say? And like unfiltered, just say it. Just say it. Yeah. You know, there needs to be this sense of boldness in your approach, because I think what happens is we all know what we want to say and and what we want to share, but we don't because we are just scared of being disliked and getting mean comments. And listen, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. I, you know, it, it's going to go either way. And in all of these years in being in my business and being on social media and having these platforms, it's actually very rare the amount of times people yeah. come out and, and are super rude. Like, it's very rare. It definitely happens, but the, they're they're welcome to come. They're not my yeah. people. It's <laughs> swipe and delete and on to the next. So, you know, I can't let that stop me from doing the thing that I really want to do and serving the people that really need the help. What would you say for that coach who perfect we said they're posting on social media and no one's opting in. What yes. are some of the things if we were to reverse engineer for that coach, yeah. what are the things they need to think about immediately that are absolutely for sure. So it's really important to think about number one, your niche, who is your ideal client? Who are you actually speaking to? What is the problems that they are going through right and now? They actually know if I see it, for example, I think of this one coach, phenomenal coach, gut health coach, and has amazing content. I mean, I've looked at the content and been like, that's so good, mm -hmm. but they're not converting. Yeah. But when I think about that, I also always say, does your ideal client know the words that you're actually using? Or totally. are they still stuck in the symptoms? Totally. Absolutely. So that's important, right? You have to really understand the stages that your community and, and your followers are at because you're going to have a mix of people in your audience, people who really desire a change and they, they desire something different for themselves. And if you are constantly talking about the solution, but you haven't actually explained to them about the problems that they're going through and right. really kind of taken them through this journey so that this person can understand, that's how you really convert people. So it's it's a story that you're telling. You have somebody that desires something different, but that when you're in that desire state, you're actually not ready to make a purchase. That desire state is the state of just getting information. So it's important for us as coaches that we need to spend time showing people what the problem is and why they're not getting the results that they want. And as we start to share that information and educate our audience about that, that's what gets the interest peaked for them to be like, oh, like it, it helps them to connect the dots. I was just yes, yeah. say, <laughs> you were just going to say, I was like, oh my God, when we connect the dots and I feel yes. like coaches don't do that enough. I think one of the things that's been coming up a lot is somebody will say, well, my niche is hormones, but so I'm not going to talk about any of these other things. It's like, what are you talking about? There's a plethora of things. You're just relating everything back to hormone health. Right, right. And I think that coaches get so focused on this one area 
that they fail to be like, how, what are your sugar cravings and hormone health? What's yes. your sleep and hormone health? What's your sexual? Totally. What's your period? What's your yes. Like yes. Different things that would be affecting this woman on a daily basis. Totally. I think what happens is like we get so caught up in our heads when we think about niching down that if you, for example, say, okay, well, if my niche is PMS, like how am I supposed to constantly just keep posting stuff about PMS? Like there's only so much I can say. And it's like, well, think of it this way. You have your umbrella, which is PMS at the very top. And then under the umbrella, what are all the topics that relate back to PMS that this person can know and that you can educate them about? Because it's not just PMS in your period. Like you said, it's their nutrition, it's stress, it's sleep, it's supplements, it's, you know, understanding hormones, it's their gut, it's liver and relate it all back. It's their adrenals. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, we could go on for like a list. I I think when you're, when you're really looking at, I always say to a coach, if you're so stuck, go to mind, body, green, Mm. go and Google on mind, body, green and see all the different articles that come up. That's everything that you're really talking about and relate it back to your niche. And then you're at a lack of what to say, and then you don't get into burnout. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's a great idea because it it will give you so many ideas. So I think, again, we just think we're going to run out of ideas. And also being that we are the experts, when we are constantly talking about this stuff over and over and over, for us, it feels boring. For us, it feels so (laughs) repetitive. But your ideal client needs to hear it multiple times in multiple ways in order for it to really land for them to finally be like, okay. I need to take action on this. And I need to hire this person. Yeah, absolutely. What were some of the, do you have books or did you take courses in marketing that really helped you to hone in on this area? Yeah. I mean, I definitely took, oh my God, so many courses. I mean, I think the first one was Marie Forleo's B-School. I think I took that in like 2015 or something like that. And you know what, as a, it's a fantastic program and I love all things Marie Forleo, but it also showed me very quickly how that wasn't a learning style for me. Like I didn't, I've never completed the program because I didn't love being in a Facebook group with 3000 other students. And I just felt really lost in the mix. And so I feel like most of the programs I enrolled in, it was just a a numbers game. And so again, I felt lost in the mix and it's what really, that's why I wanted to create something that really fixed that gap, which I see in the industry. We are not a numbers game in our mentorship. It's small group coaching. So we can give high level support. Our mentorship runs as well, part mentorship and also part digital marketing agency so that we can actually take on the tech and the funnels and That's build amazing. that out for our students. Yeah, it's huge because you and I both that know the tech. Is, the, the tech is what takes us down. And I yes. feel like you could have a coach that knows exactly where they need to go, yes. but like they can't get there because they can't get the tech off the ground. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, we build lead magnet funnels, webinar funnels, and the entire sales system and process for all of our clients. So it's amazing. It really gives them so much momentum. And then we teach them. We teach them how to use the platforms too. Our tech coaches are so fantastic. And 
we cover copy and review their content creation, like just all of the things. So it's, it's really fantastic. And I love it because like my love language is being able to show up and coach and serve and connect with people. So being in a small group capacity allows me to build such these beautiful relationships with our students. Like those who have even graduated like two, three years ago, and they still message me and they still send me like, just, you know, they keep me up to date with things going on in their life. Yeah. And it's just, it's, I love that. That's, that's what I love the most. And the fact that they trust me to still keep coming back and sharing and asking questions and wanting support that that means a lot. I love that. And I think that it's so important to have those smaller kind of coaching circles because yes. then that's where you actually get that transformation when you're just yeah. lost to see, or even self-paced programs. I'm not the best at doing them. It's like, yes. I need somebody who is holding me accountable who I connect with. It lessens my anxiety and allows me to show up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So our, our mentorship is a bit hybrid. We have our member area where you can do your self-pace because learn, learn about marketing, learn about social media, learn about webinars. It's all in there for you, but come to the weekly classes so that we can actually coach you through it. And there's like human connection and Q and A's and hot seats. And it's not 3000 students. It's like 20. (laughs) So, yeah. (laughs) So before we end up wrapping this up, is there one thing that you're like, okay, I wish I would have done this differently right in the beginning? Ooh, I feel like there were, well, definitely niching down for sure. That, and then also with list building, I feel like there would be moments where I would list build and then stop Mm -hmm. and then list build and then stop. And that should have just been a consistent thing. And I don't want to say should have, but looking back, yes, yeah, it definitely (laughs) would have helped to just have that consistency with the list building for sure. And just before we close out, I know I just said this was the last, but I just (laughs) that's okay. Webinars that you did because a lot of people, you know, they get confused. It's like, where am I leading them? Did you just lead people to discovery calls? What was the process for that? Absolutely. So multiple things you can do with a webinar. You do not have to pitch or lead people to anywhere. You could just do a webinar because you want to connect with your audience and show up and serve them and give them an opportunity to see your coaching style and know a little bit more about you. And when people can see you, hear your voice, see your mannerisms, they can build such a bigger connection with you. So that's one way to do a webinar. Another way is to pitch your discovery calls at the end. So that was definitely something that I did, especially for higher end group one-to-one coaching or group coaching. It was, if you want to learn more, you know, book in a call and chat with me. And so that was definitely one. And then there were other options of just leading them straight to a sales page to go by or a link to check out to go by. So tons of different ways that you can do it. And I think all are valuable. All work. And all work. Yeah. Yeah. I just had to ask you that because I was like, okay, this is the last burning question that I have. (laughs) All good. Juicy episode. I love the takeaways that you gave and really sharing from just such a place of like soul-based messaging. What is essential for health coaches to do to actually be able to change lives? Yeah. So before we go, can you tell everyone where to find you on Instagram, where to find you on your site? Absolutely. So if you're interested on all things nutrition and hormones, you can find me at Holistic Wellness Witch over on Instagram. 
There's also my podcast, which is The Wellness Witch. So there's that. And then our website, of course, holisticwellness.ca. That's all things nutrition and, and well-being. And then on the business and entrepreneur side, we do have um, our website, which is just samanthagladish.com. And you can click there to learn about the mentorship. It's it's all there. And I do have a business Instagram, which again, doesn't get all the attention. <laughs> it's a slow, it's a slow build, but you can follow me there. Samantha underscore Gladish on Instagram. If you want to, you know, see all my business musings, it's all there. Awesome. Well, guys, you know what to do. You have your work cut out for you to, of course, listen to the feedback in this episode today, but also to go follow this woman because she has a plethora of information. And I always say you have to you have to follow people like who have what what you actually want. Right. So definitely make sure that you guys do that. I'll see you on the next episode. Thanks so much. Thank you. Bye, lady. All right, guys, that is all for today. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show so you don't miss any future episodes. While you're there, it would mean the world to me if you take just a few seconds and leave me an honest review. Truth is, I love honesty. Your reviews help me to reach even more health coaches and wellness professionals who are ready to explode their business and want the truth in this non-BS approach. You can find all the links and the information mentioned in this episode at www.rachelafeldman.com backslash podcast. All right, so don't forget to tag me on Instagram at Rachel A. Feldman and let me know what was your favorite part of the episode. This will help me to create even better content for you bring on awesome peeps to tell you the truth about how they built their business, plus other speakers to help you take your business to the top without overwhelm. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you guys soon.